Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Take Cast. My name is Davis Maddock. You can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. In this episode of the podcast, I am joined by Hayden Winks, a newly full time employee of RotoWorld.com. He is their primary NFL draft and college football prospect writer over there. I had him on the podcast to do, you know, just a little preview of the 2019 college football season. I assume that a lot of you guys like me probably have been paying more attention to the NFL than college football. So I brought Hayden on to talk about uh, who he expects to make the college football playoff. We made some over-under bets, some Heisman bets. We talked about some of the guys who were going to be relevant for the NFL draft in 2020, as well as talking about some guys who are going to be awesome college fantasy football studs. I think this is a pretty informative, pretty entertaining show here with Hayden. I think that uh, those of you who are regular listeners to the show are going to enjoy it. Of course, if you like the show, you can always leave a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's super helpful. You can also subscribe to the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash takecast for $5 a month. You get bonus episodes of the show, and you are also able to support the, uh, you know, just the continuation of the show. Also, if you are listening to this, I would like to tell you that we are presented by rotoexperts.com. You can get uh, customizable cheat sheets, projections, rankings, and all of the best premium content that exists for fantasy football on rotoexperts.com. It is headed up by yours truly, and uh, the math is done by Drew Dinkmeyer and Michael Leone of dailyroto.com. You can get 10% off of the $39.99 package using the promo code MATTEK, M-A-T-T-E-K, on rotoexperts.com. And now let's go ahead and get into the show. All right, everyone, welcoming back in Hayden Winks to the podcast. We've had him on before to talk about some uh, some NFL analytics, but actually, Hayden, you, you spend far more time working on, on college football than you do NFL these days. Yeah, so the last year I was somewhat 50-50, but definitely more on the college football side. Um, that's going to start changing now. I'm now doing NFL work for Roto World, so um, it's going to go back and forth, but um, this last four or five months of getting, getting ready for the college football season. So we caught you at the right time. So today's podcast is going to be sort of a, a cumulative preview of the 2019 college football season. Uh, we're going to give you some over-unders. We're going to talk about the college football playoff. Just really, if you're coming into the season and you're like, all right, I'm going to watch a little bit of college football this year. I would like some context to what I'm about to watch. That is what this podcast is going to be for. So for, let's just let's just get it out of here right away. Who are your picks to make the college football playoff? Yeah, so there's two locks, um, Clemson and Alabama, clearly the two best teams in the country. I think yeah. everyone knows that, so we don't have to elaborate on that. It gets trickier with th- three and four. So I think Oklahoma, Ohio State, Michigan – are the next three, and then you can get a little freaky with it. Go Notre Dame is also in the mix, one, maybe one of the Pac-12 schools. Um, I don't think Texas is going to be in it, but they're a trendy bet. But I would go 
with Oklahoma and Georgia. So that's that's interesting that you would say Oklahoma because I I would guess that that's like a popular media pick, right? Like just because no one's really going to criticize that. But, you know, they they do not have, as of right now, an answer at starting quarterback. They have a competition where Jalen Hurts transferred from Alabama to Oklahoma. But, uh, you know, already uh, Lincoln Riley's come out and said, oh, you know, you know, he's still got to earn the job. But are you expecting that uh, that Hurts is going to start from week one? Yeah, Hurts Hurts is going to start, and I think he's going to be really good. I think Lincoln Riley wouldn't have gone – and recruited him if he didn't have a plan with him. Um, I think towards the end of his career at Alabama, he was starting to show some signs of improvement as a passer. And I think he has all of the talent in the world around him. CeeDee Lamb, the receiver, is going to be a first-round pick. Grant Cocatera is a day-two prospect at tight end. They have two draftable running backs. Um, Offensive line is good. And, yeah, they're just in a a good spot. The Big 12 is maybe a little bit better than it was last year, but – even if Oklahoma regresses and they're 80% of what they were uh, with Baker or Kyler, they're still the team to beat. I mean, 80% of that offense is still really good. The issue oh, yeah. with all Big 12 teams is that uh, none of, like, it, it, this did not used to be the case. In, like, the 80s and 90s, if you, wanted, if you were, like, an elite defensive recruit, you wanted to go to a Big 12 school. Now, if you're an elite defensive recruit, you want to go to a Big 10 school. Yeah, big time. And, or, or the SEC, I guess, if you're a lineman. Yeah. Definitely, but I think one of the things that's kind of going overlooked is everyone everyone knows that Oklahoma's offense is going to regress, but that defense could also regress the other way. That they were terrible, and <laughs> they were so like, bad, really, really like historically bad, and um, most likely they're going to get better. Uh, they have a really strong linebacker, some other pieces. Like they still recruit um, top defensive talents, just kind of putting it all together. So. I think we're going to see the offense take a step back, which is like obvious. Kyler Murray's season last year was incredible, but uh, the defense should get a little bit better. They'll still be bad, Um, but yeah. I mean, they – so last year on defense, they allowed (laughs) 6.1 yards per play, 453 yards per game, and they they allowed 74 plays against per game, which is like all of that is just like that defense just getting – absolutely steamrolled and then the offense was you know like semi able to keep them in games but it was just it it was just unreal like it it was so bad um so as as far as Alabama goes you know what are we expecting out of Tua this year who who is the so Jerry Judy is like the first round wide receiver name to watch what about on the defensive side of the ball for them yeah so they have Dylan Moses Raekwon Davis they have a bunch of talent they they lose talent every year they just replace them there's five stars and four stars running around. We don't even know their names because they haven't even played it down yet. Never worried about that. Um, their schedule is a little bit easier um, this time around. Two is going to go crazy again. I think um, we'll get into Heisman odds in a bit, but um, he's got a really good shot there. I think he's the best quarterback in the country. Um, so and- do you think Do you think that – so on the, on the market that I'm looking at right now, Trevor Lawrence and Tua have the exact same odds for the Heisman. Does, I, I would think Tua would seem a little bit better, though, because he runs a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, so I think it opened at – they're both at, like, plus 250. Um, I'm seeing it now. Lawrence is plus 200 with Tua at plus 330. And um, I think Tua is the call there at plus 330. I think he's got the narratives. He barely lost it last year. It's kind of his last chance to win it because he'll be going to the draft. Um, his numbers are going to be off the charts, and Alabama is going to be – obviously really good. Um, 
the only concern is I think Alabama is a, a little higher chance of losing a game before the Heisman starts um, than Clemson. Well, yeah, they play they play in the SEC, so. right? So I think that's the only concern. But I think two at plus three thirty is uh, probably the best bet on the board. So is this the first year? Because like I, I'll be honest, you know, I, I I follow Oklahoma college football or like Big Twelve yep. college football, not really so much the whole thing. So is this the first year that Clemson is considered the consensus favorite over Alabama, or has that been the case the last few years? No, I think this would probably be the first year. Um, I think it's been established that they're the two best teams in the country, and there's a little bit of a gap um, for the last couple of years. But last year, there was quarterback questions, which is hilarious now looking back at it. Um, For Clemson? Yeah, for Clemson. So uh, I think this is the first year where Clemson – has the benefit of the doubt, but they're losing so many, sorry, uh, they're losing a lot of pieces on the defensive line. So um, they could be vulnerable against Alabama, but um, they're they're sitting pretty against the rest of the ACC. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's, I guess that's sort of the, that's sort of the top end of the board, which is like, you know, whatever that's, I think, I think actually like who wins the college football playoff at this point is like not even really that interesting of a question. We, we pretty much assume it's going to be those two teams every year. So uh, the, the first thing to kind of branch into our Heisman conversation is I just want to talk about who you think like the good draft eligible quarterbacks are going to be. So last year, Justin Herbert decided that he was going to return to school as opposed to heading to the New York Giants. Uh, Jake from, from Georgia uh, I think Jalen Hurts probably will stay again another year because, like, Hurts doesn't seem like an NFL – like, like he's not going to be a first-round draft pick quarterback, right? No, I had – so I did a draft stock series on Road to World where I projected every um, – who I thought was going to be drafted at running back, quarterback, uh, receiver, and tight end. Yeah. Uh, so go read that. I think I had Jalen Hurts as a round three pick. I think he's going to um, – he, he's athletic enough. I mean, we just watched Trace McSorley get drafted. Jay, Jalen Hurts is better than Trace McSorley is. Um, I think right. as a passer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think there's I think there's a good chance that he ends up getting drafted. Yeah. So what are what are your thoughts on Jake Fromm? Because uh, I I basically heard all sorts of different stuff from him. People are like sort of like sort of like Daniel Jones actually, where people are just like, oh no, he's a first round pick. Oh no, this dude's undraftable. Like like I don't know if anyone yeah. can really make their mind up about him. Yeah, I think I think his ceiling is a little bit capped just based off of arm talent. But he he's just your classic, knows what he's doing, um, looks the part. I have him as like a late day one projection. I think he can end up climbing a little bit with a big season. Um, but there's also some rumors that he might even stay uh, pulling a Justin Herbert from last year, um, which would kind of be wild. But um, I mean, Herbert set the precedent last year. Yeah. And I mean, I guess, I guess I would get it if like some like truly awful organization is in the position to take him, yeah. but Jake from Jake from uh, also on the, the QB one web series that you can find on Netflix. I think he's the only one from that series that actually like became a prospect. I think the other one was Jake Browning who oh, was, no. like, <laughs> was like an undrafted, like I believe he's an undrafted free agent, I think yeah, in, the, in the draft this last year. So in terms of, uh, in terms of Heisman odds, um, I, I like I like Hertz at ten to one a lot. It just feels like the the last two years, Oklahoma quarterback by like week four of the NCAA season was like a lock. That I don't I don't know why that would be different unless Hertz is not good. Yeah, I think 
I think Hertz is in the discussion. So let me go over some stats real quick. So yeah, let's do um, it. Since 2000, 19 of 19 Heisman's were on a Power Five team. 17 of 19 were on a preseason AP Top 25 team. 13 of the 19 were an AP Top Seven team. Um, I think that's going to end up being Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Ohio State, LSU, Michigan. So Hertz is checking the boxes. Um, 17 of 19 uh, played on a team that won at least 10 games. Oklahoma's in range there. 12 of 19 played on a team that's going to score 41 points per game. Uh, Hertz is going to be looking pretty good there. 16 of 19 were quarterbacks. Seven of the last 10 were dual threat quarterbacks. And then um, the three of the nine running back or three of the nine were running backs and they were all on AP top five teams. So it's pretty narrow. I think um, if you're looking at NFL MVP odds and stuff, you can get a couple more quarterbacks in there that have a chance. But um, with college football, we kind of already know who's going to be good and who's not. Um, So it kind of narrows your Heisman trophy poll and uh, definitely Jalen hurts belongs in the discussion. Yeah, and it's just like, I guess to me, it seems like we have reached a point in college football, sort of similar to the NFL, actually, where like, I don't, I don't know if we'll ever see a non-quarterback win yeah. the MVP again, and I don't know if we'll ever see a non-quarterback win the Heisman Trophy again. Like, it just, it just seems like that is the way that the things are now. Yeah, I think, I think the general fan realizes how important the quarterback position is compared to running back, so I think it's going to be really, really hard to do it. So um, when I when I wrote my Heisman piece, also in Road World again, um, I had Trevor Lawrence, Tua Tagovailoa, and Jake Fromm as my top three choices. Um, with Fromm, the, my favorite pick, he's at plus 2,000. Um, he's going to need to really get his production up. So um, that's his biggest concern. But I know George is going to be good. He's going to be checking a lot of those boxes with wins. Um, so I would be looking there. Another person, if you're trying to get really deep odds is, uh, Shea Patterson of Michigan. I I am trying, I am trying to get deep odds. Yeah. So he's at plus 3000. This is, this would be a a pretty big upset. Um, but Michigan's good. He has a lot of talent around him. He has three draftable, um, NFL caliber wide receivers. They are changing their offense reportedly. They're going to, um, let their OC actually call the plays. And he's going to do the um, – he's saying all the right words, RPOs, spread them out, run fast, everything. So I, I, I will believe it when I see it with Michigan right, football. Right. And that's kind of – I think that's why his odds are so long right now. Um, but this is kind of the year for them to do it. They have all the talent at receiver. And Jay Patterson's senior year, this is kind of his make or break it year. And his advanced numbers um, – total QBR, EPA, all that stuff were much better than what the general public gives him credit for just because he's not um, throwing for a ridiculous amount of touchdowns. So if they start connecting the offense changes and then um, Michigan's in the college football playoffs, then you have, at least you have a chance. So I have, I have an inter- I have, well, I have two ones that I, I think are sort of interesting. The first is Derek King, the Houston quarterback. That would be like the Lamar Jackson thing where yeah. he would have like 1,300 rushing yards, 4,300, like, uh, like, like Case Keenum plus rushing basically is yeah. what Derek – and Derek King is a – if you guys don't know yeah. about him, he's like maybe the most fun player to watch in college football. Definitely watch Houston football this year. I mean, They're so they, great. Everything is, is just – it's amazing. High tempo. They can run it. They throw it deep. Derek King's going to be the most productive player um, in college football if he stays healthy. 
He had a little bit of a knee issue last year, but I mean, electric offense, not so much defense. I mean, you're, you're going to be looking at 50 to 50 games going into the fourth quarter um, with them. Just the, the biggest problem with him is a uh, non-power five team, uh, a quarterback from there winning the Heisman. It would have to be a truly special season. Which he, is he'd have to have like 5,000 plus passing yards, 50 right. plus touchdowns. Like it would, it would have to be, and they'd have to probably not, um, probably not make the college football playoff, but it would have to be like a UCF thing yep. where everyone was like, oh, well they should be in, you know? Right. I think he would need that and he would need, Clemson to lose a game and Alabama to lose Alabama. a game where no one's perfect. So I think, I think it's a long shot. I, I'm avoiding it, but if you're playing college football DFS or if you're trying to college fantasy football league, Derek King, or if you just want to watch good football, watch Houston this year. He's, he's a um, special talent. T- too bad. I, I was, I was like ready to like give him like a day two grade. And then um, Apparently he's only five foot eight, which is like taking oh man, very experienced like to a whole nother level. So um, he's gonna be bad. he's gonna be like a wide receiver. That's what's gonna happen yeah, with him. Yeah. He's gonna it, and they're gonna someone's gonna make him a wide receiver. Like uh, I mean, it's happened to it's happened to a bunch of guys. And then the one other guy who I thought was interesting, and the team probably won't be good enough, but would be Austin Kendall. The um the Oklahoma backup quarterback transfer <laughs> went to West Virginia because Jalen Hurts came. I, I I know just from like uh like kind of just you know reading everything about the team. It's just like they they really liked him, and if Hurts wouldn't have came, he brought he'd have the same Heisman odds as Hurts probably. Yeah, so he, he West Virginia's got. I mean, they're losing a bunch of talent at receiver and stuff, so he would have to prove to be a truly special talent. I mean, if you're going to Oklahoma. I think uh, you're checking boxes with that, but he's in, he's I think he's listed at plus six thousand at the odds I'm looking at. That seems just about right. I mean, he would he would need a lot of things to fall in his way. But all right, so as a as a as a very dedicated fantasy football player, I need you to talk to me about all these wide receivers. So we have you know we have Jerry Judy, we have C.D. Lamb, Jalen Rieger, Tylen Wallace, Lavisca Chenault, uh, Rondell Moore. Just like th- these dudes are. I mean, they're, they're, I think I've seen projections for as many as five wide receivers to go in the first round of the 2020 draft. So I, I just I need you to, to handicap that, uh, that race for me. Yeah, so I think, I think five is the number um, this year for the receivers. It's, it's truly a special class. Like you're, you're not going to really see this many receivers that can be true wide receiver ones. Um, at the top, Jerry Judy, everyone knows about him. Um, decent speed. Um, just if we're looking way forward for combine 40 yard dash times, take his, um, over, he's going to run slower than what everyone thinks, but he's still fast. Um, but elite route runner, elite production, he's going to be, some people have him like as a top five ish pick. I think I'll end up sliding around. Like, I don't think, I don't, I think we are just past that era in the NFL now. Like top five picks are, are defensive ends, cornerbacks and quarterbacks. Yeah, I th- I think that's why he'll be like around like pick ten ish. Um, but he's gonna be he's gonna be really good. Um, Lavisca Chenault. So if you're ready for some Pac-12 games at uh, midnight on the East Coast, uh, watch some Colorado. Lavisca Chenault has uh, like Julio Jones esque talent. Big, strong, fast. Um, he's done basically all of his work underneath, and he's gonna be somebody that's gonna be. PPR machine once we get to the NFL. Um, moving on, there's 
Jalen Rager, who's from TCU, he's going to blow up the combine. Um, really, really strong production profile as well. So he's there. C.D. Lamp from Oklahoma looks incredible. Um, elite athleticism, good production. Um, some people are uh, comparing him to DeAndre Hopkins. He'll be a first-round pick, I believe. Um, T. Higgins from Clemson, kind of, kind of more of a raw talent, but really athletic. Um, showed up big last year, downfield threat. He'll be a day one guy. And then Henry Ruggs is going to run in the four threes for, from Alabama. Um, how, how, how big is he? Because I've seen his name, but I don't even really recall him playing. But I know those super fast guys from Alabama always end up getting dra- – like, Rob, like Robert Foster. Like those guys always end up getting drafted higher than you think. Yeah, Henry Ruggs is 5'11", 192 is what I have listed at. Um, he's reportedly been clocked running in the four twos by NFL scouts. Like we're talking like really crazy athleticism. Um, and he's Alabama this year has four um, like NFL starting caliber wide receivers with um, Judy Ruggs, Jalen Waddle, and then Devonta Smith. So um, another reason why to bet uh, Tua for Heisman, just incredible talent. But even the day two guys, they're like, another eight players that could end up being um, NFL wide receiver ones or wide receiver two. So um, another reason to watch college football this year. Yeah. And uh, you know, you know, hashtag running backs don't matter, but they are going to end up mattering for fantasy. And there are, there are some dudes who seem like they are, you know, the, you know, future five, six year starters in the NFL, Deandre Swift from, Georgia, Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin, Travis Etienne from Clemson. And, uh, you know, every year with the Alabama running backs, everyone says, okay, no, now this guy <laughs> is the one who's for real. So compare uh, Najee Harris to Damian Harris and uh, Josh Jacobs for me. Yeah, so I'm, I'm concerned with Najee Harris. He, he doesn't seem like the athlete of um, the other Alabama running backs. I know Josh Jacobs and Damian Harris weren't crazy athletes either. Um, I, I would be pretty surprised if Najee Harris, um, was drafted higher than either one of those guys. I haven't projected as a day three pick. Um, there's just a lot of concerns. He, he hasn't caught any passes. Some believe that's, that could change, but I'm always betting against, um, running backs. I haven't proved that they can catch anything. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think he's going to end up being mentioned near the top of the running back class. I think he'll probably slide in, uh, towards day three yeah I, I think that probably makes sense to me do we have uh do we have any um you know mike gasicki noah font tj hawkinson level super spark tight ends um there's a couple that i don't think are going to be as crazy um oklahoma grant calcaterra i don't have his numbers right in front of me but he was like one of the highest spark um tight ends um when he was coming into college from his high school numbers uh so he's a little bit undersized, but he's going he's gonna to go crazy at the combine. Um, Wisconsin has a tight end. He's a redshirt sophomore. Jake Ferguson, he's kind of the breakout guy. I pegged him with a day two projection going into the season, but that's somebody that could actually climb into day one. Um, he gets downfield, in, incredible athleticism. Um, the top of the tight end class, it's Colby Parkinson from Stanford. Um, really tall. He was downfield, um, a downfield threat, yards after the catch, red zone. Um, he could end up being a day one guy. Jared Pinkney out of Vanderbilt. He's kind of uh, not going to blow you away with athleticism, but he, he's been super productive. 
And then last one is um, Missouri tight end Albert O. Okay. Albert Ogwabonum or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he He's kind of – I have my concerns with him, but he's also really productive. I think he's going to end up being a top 50, top 75 pick. So um, that's your tight end class. It's, it's pretty it's pretty solid. There's going to be a lot of day two um, type guys. I don't think we're going to see a Hawkinson. I don't think we're going to see a Font, but uh, that's all right. All right. Well, let's uh, let's start let's start talking some let's start, start talking some wagers. Uh, I because I, I think there there there's nothing more fun than uh, sweating out college football bets over the course of the year. What are some of your favorites before I uh, I start just pelting you with questions? Okay. All right. Um, so I listed five here that I'm really targeting. So <clears throat> I looked at um, just predicting year to year win totals. And point differential, just like in the NFL and other sports, that was one of the um, highest correlated um, measures. And then I also looked at quarterbacks and when quarterbacks take their biggest leaps. And that's from your freshman year going into your sophomore year. So here's some of the teams that um, click on both of those or one of the two. Um, North Carolina, four and a half win total. I'm taking the over there. They're one of the unluckiest teams in the country last year. They have a quarterback named Sam Howell. He um, was a big-time recruit. Um, he chose to go to North Carolina to play early. Um, I think he's going to be um, really strong in their new system. And then the ACC is wide open. So, like North Carolina, over. I like Texas Tech, six wins. I like the over there. Um, Cliff Kingsbury's gone. But they were really unlucky last year. They have a quarterback, Alan Bowman, who's a sophomore. And he was incredible last year. He didn't play the entire season, but when he was when he was actually playing, Alan Bowman was, I would say, like a top 20-ish quarterback in college football as a freshman last year. So love that at six wins. UCLA, five and a half. Who is, who is Texas Tech's coach now? I don't even know. Um, to be honest, I don't even – I think it was somebody – oh, they got Utah State's um, coach who was pretty good, so – yeah, it doesn't really matter. That offense is just – Yeah, I mean, it's just like – it's just whoever comes in there is just going to call four verts 40 it, times a game. Yeah, it's basically just like whoever like Mike Leach has like some distant connection to is going to be – Yeah, they're going to hire that guy, right? Like yeah. Rinse and repeat. Um, UCLA, and this pains me to say it as a USC guy, five and a half over. They were really unlucky last year. I think Chip Kelly is going to finally start turning that thing around. Um, he's been recruiting for his system and. I think everyone's kind of underestimating him because his. Um, does he have a Does he have a quarterback now? I remember the quarterback situation. They were just like rotating, and it was horrible. Correct. So this is one of those freshmen going into sophomore seasons. Dorian Thompson Robinson played last year. Um, it wasn't too pretty, but it wasn't truly terrible. Um, I'm expecting a leap from him, and they have a day three running back, Joshua Kelly, who um, went off. He'll be one of the most productive running backs in the class. So. Uh, I think they're looking good on the over at five and a half. And then going some unders, um, Nebraska, eight and a half going in the unders. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Oh, Nebraska's the worst. I hate this Nebraska. Is, yeah, this is just like everyone's ready to pick them to break out and everything. Um, just, just too much hype. Last year they were lucky on my point differential analysis. The defense is still bad. They lack pass catchers behind their slot receiver, J.D. Spielman, who's like a day three pick. Um, but there's just there's just too much hype going around them. I think it's a, a, a media 
bumps bumping them up. Um, it's probably smart to take the under. And then the same exact thing, uh, Texas nine wins. Give me the under. Not not a Sam Ellinger believer. I am to an extent, but he also has like lots of injury risk. They are losing a ton of production production on their defense. Their defense could be really young. Um, that's concerning. They obviously fill them in with blue chippers, but if I think Oklahoma's good, I think there's they can get upset with a couple of these other teams. I think Iowa State. Yeah, um, Iowa State seems like they good. they had a kid playing last year who was a true freshman who was like uh, Brock oh, yeah. Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy was yeah. one of two freshmen since 2000 to average over 10 uh, yards per attempt. Yeah, uh, the other one good. being James Winston. So um, maybe that was Hakeem Butler doing that. But as we've kind of seen, this <laughs> season, maybe, maybe it not. <laughs> maybe yeah. it's Brock Purdy being a legend. So um, that's another team to look out for. I actually have Iowa State projected over Texas. That's somewhat of a hot take. Um, but yeah, I think. Oklahoma's just top of the class there. Yeah. Uh, can I get a, Can I get Washington State updates? I just always want. I just always want to know what's going on with them. What 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 are they projected to in twenty nineteen? Yeah, they have uh, eight. Eight is their win total. Um, Fair. Yeah, and I think that's pretty accurate. Um, they're long shots to win the Pac twelve. They're. I love Mike Leach. Um, that video of him in the pool is awesome. The other day, if you haven't seen that. And but they're they're recycling another quarterback, Gage Gubrud, who like really struggled actually these last couple of years. He's playing he played injured. Um, I'm just not convinced that it's just like automatic they're gonna be Gardner Minshew of last year's uh, Washington right. team. So yeah, I think they're gonna be like a second tier Pac twelve team. But yeah. uh, but really fun to watch. Make sure to watch them. So do you think that there is any value in betting Iowa State eight to one to win the Big Twelve? Yeah, I had I had them um highlighted here as an option. Um Oklahoma something bad would have have to happen to Oklahoma. Like Jalen Hurts would have to really fall out. Um it's tough. There there is a decent um talent discrepancy there, but Brock Purdy is somebody I think you we should be betting on like truly special freshman season. He's not getting hyped too much right now. Um, they are losing David Montgomery and Hakeem Butler, but I think they have some talent. They just got um, a really strong four-star running back recruit. Um, the defense is going to be one of the better in the big 12. So yeah, I think that that's a team if you want looking for a little long shot, um, but yeah, they're going to have to catch Oklahoma. But I think, I think what's going to happen is when they play Texas, this year, I'm going to be hammering uh, Iowa State. Do you like any of these non uh, – well, actually, Iowa State available at plus money to win the Big Ten. That feels that feels a little odd. Oh, hold on. Say that again? I see, I see, uh, I see Ohio State at plus Ohio. 175 to win yeah. the Big Ten. That feels sort of long. Yeah, I think, I think that's a good bet. I, I like Michigan, too, going back to Shea Patterson. Um, but Justin Fields is going to, I think, come in here and just go crazy. Super talented. They have a, a lot of talent around them, as always. So um, it's kind of wait and see until Michigan actually takes a leap over them. But um, it could be this year. We'll see. 
Yeah. So, so do you have any, I think it, I guess it would seem like the non power five markets for odds to win the conference seems like they would maybe be like a little softer, like the, the conference USA champion. Like, do you have, do you have a take? Am I, am I going to take Marshall at five to one? <laughs> I actually don't, but I think you're onto something. I don't like, I haven't spent too much time with. Yeah, the- I don't think anyone spends too much time right. in these markets. Yeah. The only thing is just from college fantasy football. Um, like there's some quarterbacks, like, um, Ohio has a really good senior quarterback. Uh, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't spent too much time down in those streets, unfortunately. Yeah. Like I'm just, I like, so like, I'm just scrolling through on uh, my, my sports book of choice right now and looking at all these and, and it just like, just from eyeballing them, it looks like all of these markets have like way more, uh, like way more favorable odds that like the, like the fourth favorite in the mountain West is like way deeper than the fourth favorite in the big 10 or whatever. Yeah, and I think what happens there is no one really knows who these like freshmen and sophomore, sophomore, sophomores are because they're not like four-star talents. Yeah. Um, and if you get one of these guys to kind of slip through the cracks and then all of a sudden they're like the, one of the best players in the group of five, then you can get one of these uh, like second-tier group of five teams to, to creep right on up. Yeah. All right. So before we get out of here, I just, uh, I want to talk a little bit of college fantasy football, like a little bit, of, a little bit of DFS as well. Yeah. I just want to, I want you to give, uh, give the people some, uh, you know, and maybe not, maybe not sleepers. That's not the right word for it, but just some guys to look out for kind of over the first few weeks of college fantasy football. Yeah. So I think Arizona state has one of the best running backs in the country, Eno Benjamin. Um, he can end up being a day one pick super productive as a pass catcher and as a runner. And they just announced that they have um, a freshman quarterback, Jaden Daniels, who has been really good at camp. He was a big time recruit, one of the um, Arizona state's best quarterback recruits dual threat. I think um, losing to kill Harry is not good, but um, they have like four or five receivers that they're confident with. Um, this is kind of betting on this freshman quarterback and, you know, Benjamin uh, to, upset some teams um, in the Pac-12, but also with fantasy, they're going to, I think they're going to be a a good team to stack right there. Okay. Yeah. What about, do you have, do you know some of these, like, uh, like, for example, they're the Western Kentucky, the, the Hilltoppers there, they were always like the best offense for fantasy football when they would get to be on a slate. And I mean, there is so much information out there now that like people, people do sort of like they catch up on stuff like that, but are there, are there any teams like that that are like running the air raid now? Like they transferred head coaches or anything like that? Yeah. So um, East Carolina has a sophomore quarterback named Holton Aylers, who's going to be one of the most productive quarterbacks in the country. He came in last year and was like, had a couple hundred yard rushing games, I believe could throw it for like 400 yards. He's going to, he's going to be insane. Um, that's somebody, if they hop on, if East Carolina hops on the DFS slate, he's going to be uh I, I'm, I hope he goes overlooked to start the season. Um, Oklahoma State has a bunch of talent, one of the best receivers, one of the best running backs. Um, a young quarterback, he was the Texas High School Player of the Year, um, Spencer Sanders, who I hope wins the job. That would be a fun team won. to watch. Yeah. Um, going down, let's see. I, I have – I projected 690, uh, pretty nice number there. Um, wow. College fantasy um, players tons like 250 running backs type of thing go look at that um just yeah there's tons that's, just of- out, that's just out there on roto world 
that's just yeah that's just like in the streets if you're if bro you're, you're, giving the, you're, giving, you're giving the good stuff out for free man <laughs> i know i know uh i did some college football dfs last year i don't think that's going to happen this year but i'll definitely be playing so uh follow me on twitter for some some nuggets if i post a little something on saturday morning all right there we go everyone uh hayden tell tell everyone about what you have going on over at rotoworld.com right now yeah, so um, going into the season, I'll have a weekly column. I'm not exactly sure what that's going to be, but um, I'm going to do that. And then once the NFL season is over, going to be back full-time in the NFL draft. I have a ton more research. I'm going to be fine-tuning my analytics top 300 big board. Um, last year, been watching a lot of college film for these prospects. So um, NFL season for these next six months, and then the – three, four months leading up to the NFL draft season on a bunch of NFL draft uh, content. All right, let's do official picks. Heisman, national champion. Let's go. Your, your Heisman is yep. who? Um, I'm going to pick Trevor Lawrence. If I was going to bet one, it'd be Tua. Uh, I'm now copping out right there. And then give me Clemson to Fair win enough. it all. Yeah, Clemson to win it all. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Tua Heisman Clemson to win it all. But I really hope that this is the year that uh, Alabama or Clemson suffers a quarterback injury and Oklahoma wins. That would be, that would be fantastic. So that is what my official, I don't want anyone to get hurt. So I hope that uh, Tua just like sprains his toe or something and he's fine for the draft and he yeah. gets fully financially compensated and his future yes. is in no way uh, injustice. <laughs> but Nick Saban ends up crying. So that is going to do it for us here at the take cast and we will be back next week.